Welcome to the How to Pray segment of the Antioch Indie Podcast, where we take time every week to talk about tools and lessons to help you pray, model ways to pray, and host conversations with different people about what they're learning about prayer and how they are growing themselves. I hope this encourages and equips you and that you enjoy today's episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another week of How to Pray with the world-famous Joseph Ewan. (laughs) So, um... For the next four episodes, we're going to go through Isaiah 64 because Joe and I have been talking about prayer. And one of the things Joe was talking about is how we we talk about revival and we have a culture of talking about revival. But it begs the question, what is that? What does that even mean? And specifically, what does revival look like in our prayer life? What does it look like to live a revival prayer life? And uh, you've kind of created an outline out of Isaiah 64 and see some big themes in there. And uh, I'm really excited to learn. So... Would you just teach us through a few things in Isaiah 64? Okay, yeah. There's four <laughs> different little uh, subjects or titles to it that um, we'll go through. You Perfect. mean Isaiah 64 was a very important scripture, and I remember listening to a, a, a video, a, a, not a video, but a cassette tape of Duncan Campbell mm-hmm. speaking of that in the, in the Lewis revival, which is being celebrated at the moment it's about 70 years ago since that move of god happened and he would say oh that you would rend the heavens and come down yeah um and it says that the mountain uh, that you would come down that the mountains would shake at your presence so i'm calling this revival prayer yeah so uh, the foundations for Prayer for revival, mm. if you like. There's yeah. no sub. Number one is there's no substitute for the presence of God. Mm. Um, we need God to show up. You know, yeah. it's we can pray and pray and pray, but God needs. We, we need God to show up mm. in the midst of where we are. We need God's manifest presence in the nations today, and so there's no substitute for so His presence. And um, yeah, Graham Cook says. I remember hearing them say, um, spiritual warfare is getting into the face of Jesus. Uh, and, and that wow. meant a lot to me, just getting into the face of God. Yeah. Um, the battle belongs mm. to the Lord. Mm. And it says here, the prophet is saying, tear open heaven mm. and come down. Christian mm. want to tear up. We, we need to tear or see heaven torn open mm. because Jesus prayed, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. <laughs> Just mm. tear it open and let your kingdom come yes. upon the earth. So good. Um, it speaks about the nations trembling at the presence of God. Mm. So it needs to be manifest yeah. amongst us. Um and, and 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 we need to believe God for that to happen. Mm. The second thing is, you know, the battle belongs to the Lord. That's mm. what we need to remember. Um, and we just need to be careful in spiritual warfare um, because sometimes we take ourselves out of the realm that we're supposed to live in mm. and we think we can take on anything in the heavenly realms. We just need to keep our feet in the ground. <laughs> And read our Bible. You know, it's important for us. Because I love what it says here. As fire burns brushwood, as fire causes water to boil. Now, where in the Bible did brushwood burn? 
had burned in the time of Moses. Moses had to take off his shoes mm. and just be in the presence of the Lord. Mm. When you take off your shoes, it means you can't run away anywhere, mm. especially in the desert because wow. the sun's so hot. Wow. And then, mm. and and so that's important for us to see see that Moses was called from the presence of the Lord to set prisoners free. If you want to set prisoners free, the foundation, get into the presence mm. of God. And then it says, as fire causes water to boil. Where do you find that in the Bible? Well, that's the example of Elijah yeah. on Mount, Mount Carmel. And the sacrifice that day was the water because it hadn't rained for right. three and a half years. And he kept pouring pour in again, pouring <clears throat> four water pots. No, was it three water pots? Well, one of the two, but keep pouring it out, yeah. pouring it out, and um, and and that's what he did, and um, it, the, the, that example and, and Mount it, Mount Carmel is for people to start making up their mind. Who are you going to follow? Mm. Are you going to follow the gods of this world, or are you going to follow Jesus? Yeah, and that's the call. That's the foundation of seeing God move. We want revival, we want people to follow Jesus. Yeah. Amen? Yes. There's examples yeah, here right. that we can learn from. Number three is um, the promise of God is that he will do exceeding abundantly. Mm -hmm. When you did awesome things for us, it says in verse 3, of which we, we, we did not look, you came down and the mountain shook at your presence. You did awesome things for which we did not look. He does, the Lord does, according to Ephesians 3, verse 20, he does exceeding abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. I look for the most reserve, uh, reserve of Bible scholars, and I was trying to look up this exceeding abundantly. Mm. And one of them puts it this way. It's exceeding abundantly above the greatest abundance that you could ever ask or think. <laughs> That's pretty good, I think. <laughs> that's pretty good. I think that's pretty good when you think of <laughs> yeah. what the Lord wants to do on the earth. Yeah. And we need to get into his face. Yes. In Jesus' name. And um and um um and the fourth thing in the in, in this um first part is this. It says God will act for those who wait for him. And, um, and we see that in verse 4. Since, for since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen any God besides you who acts for the one who waits for him. Mm. So we've got to wait for the Lord. Where do you wait for God? In front of the TV? Mm. No, in his presence. Yes. Being in the presence of the Lord, and God's going to act. Mm. Because that's what he's promised to do. Because he's the God that will act on your behalf and my behalf. Mm. That doesn't mean to say that we're passive. Yeah. It means that we do the things that he calls us to do. But the Lord, it's a great foundation for believing God. Yeah. Because we can't make God move. Mm. You know, I'll finish with the story of Donald. Yeah. Donald was a 15-year-old boy in the Lewis Revival. I, remember, I read the story recently. This is the reviled version, but it's close enough. 
Um, and Donald was, they were in a meeting, Duncan Campbell was speaking, and there was nothing happening. There was no sense of the presence, as they would say in the West Coast right. of Scotland. And <laughs> so there was no sense of the presence, you see. <laughs> and, um, and he could see that something was happening with Donald. Mm -hmm. And he said, Donald, what yeah. are you seeing? And he says, Oh, Mr. Campbell, he said, I've spent the morning in Revelation chapter 4 and chapter 5. And as I gaze into heaven, I can see that there is power there. Yes. Lord, let your power come. And everybody fell down yeah. in the presence right. of the Lord. Why? Because Donald had spent time mm. in the presence of God. Mm. God bless you. So good. So revival prayer, prayer at all. It's all about the presence of God. Amen. I'm shocked how often I need to be reminded of that. You know, like I can get so distracted by prayer to just be like a prayer thing, you know, but man, it's this invitation. And I love, I love that story. I remember reading that story years ago and just being marked by that. Like, I mean, that is the power of prayer that we can expect. We can we can expect that we are coming into the presence of God. So we can expect revelation. Mm -hmm. We can expect to encounter Him. And then the other points you made are essentially we can expect Him to be who He is. Yeah, He's going to provide abundantly. He's going to yeah. do the things that only He can do. And then because we're in the presence of God, we then yeah. get to bring what's in the presence to yeah. earth, which is what Donald did. That's right. That's and, so powerful. And fire. Yeah. Right. Fire bringing people to repentance. Amen. We've been promised to be baptized in the Holy Spirit yeah. and with yeah. fire. Yep. And so, so we've got to believe for that on behalf of the nations. Mm. So good. So good. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm excited for the rest of this. This is going to be well, praise awesome. God. I love it. So everybody listening, I want to challenge you to uh, maybe even go back and listen again to some of the stuff Joe said. And over the next week between now and the next episode that comes out, uh, do something, put in a rhythm this week to choose the presence of God over something else and choose to like hunger for something that Joe said, you know, pick something to aim for kind mm. of, you know, so listen to what Joe has said and what's mentioned in Isaiah 64 and hold on to that over this next week and intentionally take some time to set something else aside, choose to come into the presence of God and ask God for that thing. And let's see what God does. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Joe. You're welcome. <laughs>